Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Big Red Zone, and tell a friend. Today, the podcast welcomes back fan favorite Dave Griffin. He's back here uh, taking time away from his busy schedule. Brooklyn Cyclones legend Dave Griffin. Uh, we'll talk about uh, spring training, a uh, little Celtics stuff. We'll get his opinion on the Celtics and end of the year. So we'll talk about MVP and all that stuff, as well as talking a little bit of Sox news. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As well as I'm joined by Danny Football. What's going on, Big Red? We got another big guest this week. Big guest this week. Back-to-back bangers. We got Dave Griffin, uh, pride of the Brockton Rocks. Brockton Rocks, uh, pride and joy <laughs> alum. Uh, and as we heard from the cold open, uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones pitcher. I, I, yes, I was going to say the New York Mets because they had I thought you New York. When are they gonna call you up, dude? It's not my call. <laughs> I know. It's way above know. my way above my pay grade. Um, but Dave, how's everything been? It's been a while since we were talking about it. You've been on the draft videos, but it's been a while since we got you on a pod. Uh, what's been? What's been? What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, I think last time I was on the podcast was I think during the COVID lockdown, like that summer of 2020. But uh. Yeah, since then, I mean, I got signed by the Mets in June of 2021. So I started down in low A in Port St. Lucie and I ended the year back up in Brooklyn. So that was good. Had my first full off season, just kind of training, getting ready for the season. And then just finished my first official spring training. And we actually just had our opening weekend series for the Cyclones up at high A. So. And I saw you uh, shelled down there in, uh, in Brooklyn, the first, your first outing. Yeah, it's just an innings work. So, I mean, I'm throwing it on Wednesday anyways. So, just kind of getting ready for that. A little more yeah. than one inning. So, we'll see. ERA, uh, ERA is zero, right? Dave threw a shutout inning? Yeah. Yeah. Dave likes to keep it modest. We all know yeah, that. Yeah, Dave's way too modest. Right? I mean, honestly, that was a personal victory at this point. Because uh, when I first made my first two starts in Brooklyn, like in high A, they actually ended up being in Wilmington, Delaware when I was – at that stadium and I got rocked around both times. So it was nice to actually come out of there with a zero on the board for once. There we go. Um, how's the team looking so far? I know it's been the first, it's the first weekend, right? You just had three games yeah. so far. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, I mean, a lot of young guys, especially the guys from like the 2021 draft class, like most of those guys are position players. So, I mean, the young guys, but Hey, I mean, they're good. So I'm excited to see how the season unfolds. Any uh, old connections from uh, like Summer Bowl? And um, I know that like a lot of the guys that got drafted last year, I've been seeing them pop up, but I, I'm not, I haven't heard of anyone with uh, the Mets organization. Is there anyone? Yeah, there? actually, uh, a kid from Massachusetts, actually, Mike Vassell. Um, he's in the Mets organization. So we spent some time in spring training together. Uh, he's down right now at Low A, which he had, a, he had a start the other day, which went really well. So, I mean, I could see him up in Brooklyn pretty soon with how he was throwing. But, uh, yeah, other than that, from Summer Ball, not really any other guys in the Mets organization. Uh, two uh, former Indie Ball teammates were actually, of mine and Gary, ended up being in the Mets organization. So that was That's pretty awesome. cool to see them now. It's awesome. It's a, it's a small world. I mean, 
right? Like we talk about some of the guys that like you played with in um, in Brockton and with like Jake and uh, Shorty and I don't know if you played with Shorty, but no, nah, I never did. Time. Uh, but I mean, Jake just played the Woo Sox last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's with Jacksonville. He's yeah, he's with the uh, the jumbo shrimp, shrimp, the jumbo, jumbo shrimp. shrimp. And uh, oh, yeah. Fi- yeah, Fishy's with the Jumbo Shrimp, and Shorty's on the Forty Man. Uh, he's down in AAA right now, uh, with the Tigers actually. Toledo, beat a- Toledo, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and they're coming into town. I think in June. I think we play. I think Woo Sox played the. Yeah, Toledo they played till. Yeah, they, I was actually looking at that series to go. I'm gonna try. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm gonna try to go to that series. By the way, see if I'll hit you up. This is how you this let is- me know. On the podcast, yes. you don't text me. You just let me know now. I just, I was a decision I made today <laughs> looking at the schedule. Uh, just so you know, Dave, uh, this is our Woo Sox correspondent. He's number one. Fan I am. Of the, yeah. I've hey, been, hey, one been there too many times. So you guys, so you guys know Ryan Fitzgerald? Yeah. Fitzy? Yeah. I was watching Fitzy last season. I had, had a good feeling about him. Yeah. Fitzy actually came from the same indie ball team I did. Fitzy really? Was there I didn't know that. Wow. Before. Yeah. So he was a Gary Railcat. He's, he's very, prideful of being an indie baller going undrafted and getting signed so that yeah gary's had a few guys gary real cats they've had a few players go from there after college wow. get signed to affiliate out of indie ball so it's a cool story to see him balling out yeah i, I, I thought he was gonna make a push to make the opening day yeah it's tough i mean i mean they could use him as a uh, defensive utility guy but i mean hey the way he's swinging it right now just gotta keep riding yeah, the hot he had hand, one. No i think he had three home runs in the first two games so he's definitely yeah. he's good to go right now he's awesome a, yeah, that was a shrimp, I think. Danny football yeah, just it was, because yeah. his team is uh his team is rolling right now. I looked at their I looked at their Blue Sox are five and one, yeah. yeah. They're five and one. They lost one to the uh jumbo shrimp where my boy Jake Fishman put up a scoreless inning. They oh, did, is that, I didn't, I wish I knew that's crazy. Uh, You've gotta love the D three boy right there. Yeah, that's another another guy, D three guy making a <laughs> triple A. Hopefully he may I don't I don't know if he's on the 40 man. I think he may uh, yeah, I don't, don't think, think I don't think he is. He may be I on the fifty is there a fifty yeah, man where you go to no, like spring training? Like no, it's just like spring invite. I think that's yeah, what just, he was. I think he was a big league invite last year and this year. Yeah, um, I think this year could be his arbitration year. I'm not entirely sure. So he was uh because he was rule five drafted last year to mm-hmm. to the um the Marlins that, to the Marlins, which I thought that meant you had to be on the forty man. But I, I could it be depends. wrong. On that. I think he is in the forty man. It, yeah, I think it, it, it definitely depends because there's a couple guys on the Woo Sox that are technically forty men, but they never sniffed the big leagues yet. Yeah, no, Zach, no, can but you, can like, you look it up? yeah. Do you know the Rule Five draft though? I thought you have to be on the forty man if you draft them. Yes, I believe so. Or no, no, it's like no. If they. So I think it is when the team actually like refrains. So say like if I was supposed to hit the rule five draft and then, then the Mets decide to keep me, then I would be on the 40 man. That's, I think what that's for. Cause they did that with one of our guys, uh, Jose Buto, who was up, was at double last year. They, he was up for, up for the rule five. The Mets kept him and they put him on the 40 man roster. And he's still in double A right now. Jake isn't on the 40 man, but soon, soon. He's he's yeah. he's he's risen through uh, the minors pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Another guy, I, I I'm just thinking of rocks guys now. Uh, Lugbauer, Drew, 
Drew Lugbauer. I think he's with the Brewers organization. He was how a long ago was that? How long ago was he with the Brewers, or how long ago was he with the no, Rocks? The Rocks. Um, I think he was there your year. He was definitely no. played with. He played. Did you play with Friday? No, dude. I was. I got there like a year or two after that. I was 2016, 17. I think he was like 15. He might have been yeah. 15 because yeah. um, he played with Fishy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fish was. Um, yeah, Fish was 2015 then. Steve's uh, seen generations of rocks players go through there. Yeah, so. no, right. He just throws them all in there. 15 <laughs> years. I went through. Uh, I went through like the today. I don't know why. I think I was on a project or something, or I was just killing time. But I went through like all the rosters of the past year, like over like the last, because it's the 20th year of the Brockton Rocks. Oh wow! wow. Are they gonna, damn, Steve, are they gonna put a statue outside for you? <laughs> they, should, they should. They should name that stadium after me. The amount of no, hours I, I heard. There. I heard they're gonna name it the Steve Reddington Clubhouse, the Steve-O House. Yeah. Oh, the, there we the go. Clubhouse in honor of me. Steve, who's um, the best pitcher in Rocks history? Pick, pick your words wisely. That's <laughs> tough. Now, are we talking uh, indie indie ball included? All time, all time. That's too impossible. I, I made a list. Where's well, who 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 helped you out the most with uh, clubby duties? <laughs> Dave, who's the mo- yeah? I was gonna say who's the most humble pitcher of all time. <laughs> I don't Dave, not me. Dave is humble. He doesn't. He he's humble about his beginning, uh, his time now, but he's not humble about back when he played with us. Um, <laughs> let's see now no offense to dave dave is one i'll say my favorite pitcher okay I'll say uh, that. Fan, fan favorite no he's personal he's favorite a, he's a personal favorite Andy shelled also uh he was big in big games um yeah but looking at like best pitcher i think the kid that just got drafted i think he was a second round or i forget what oh, round Senecola. Senecola was nasty he's nasty yeah that that's was, what a lot of people said Nick Senecola, I was looking through the list. Is it Nick Senecola, Zach Kirby. Did you ever play with Kirby? No, I didn't. He was unbelievable too. Uh, and then when you go with the pro teams, like John Kelly. Um, Oil Cam Boyd. Oil Cam yeah, Boyd. I, I was shocked that wasn't the first one out of your mouth. No. Dude, I, like when I think Rocks and Rocks is back in the indie ball day, the first thing I think is either Bill Lee or Oil Cam Boyd. Or even Mike Torres. Mike Torres. Yeah, but he didn't pitch. He was a... Uh, he was a catcher, yeah. He was a, Those like, like the a three main guys. Guy. Uh, Mike Smith. Mike Smith was a former big league guy that played there. Um, oh. He was really good. But I think of John Kelly. Like, John Kelly was there for many years. Wayne Lundgren, oh. the big, like, 6'11 guy from Australia. He pitched there for years. He was, like, he was nasty. Um, Stevie Delabar. But he was a yeah, I've heard that name. I've heard he, that name. He pitched. Uh, he's a former big leaguer too. Yeah, he made it to the big yeah. leagues after the Rocks. He he he's the one that blew out his elbow, and Brockton had a plate put in, and then like retired, went back home and like learned like about throwing heavy balls or like that throwing yeah. thing. And he ended up Dry throwing line. like yeah, he ended up throwing like, I want to say like three 96. to five. Yeah, he went from throwing low nineties to high nineties, and then he wow. made yeah. it. He rose. He was like late mid to late thirties and rose through the uh, minors and he pitched for the Mariners. Uh, and then the blue Jays. Yeah. I remember him, the blue Jays. I think it yeah. was just those two. 
yeah, he only he had a short big league career because he made it there late. But he was yeah. he made he was an all star appearance. He made the all star team game, Damn. and he was the setup guy to Mariano Rivera in his last uh, all star game. He pitched right before Mo. In his last That's month. huge. Yeah, he was he was nasty. That that random year that the Blue Jays just like popped and they just were really good. He was on that yeah. team. Um, Did you see um? How like nowadays, like was it when they you challenge replay or you challenge calls and they do like the, the booth review for baseball? You see in the opening day when they did with the Blue Jays, how loud the the uh, Roger Center was when they overturned the call. No, I didn't see it. I Dude, saw the Tigers one with Baez when they hit the wall. Dude, it was electric. It was one of those like they said it was just as loud as when Bautista hit that home run Damn. in the playoffs. They said that's just the first. Two days in April. Imagine yeah. like posting some baseball when the def- fans are. They're definitely like onto something with that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm all for getting a call right. Like especially after last year in the playoffs, that like the Red Sox had oh. some tough ones going oh. against. Do nothing. Oh. I hate. I hate the ump show. Nothing gets me more going more when an umpire makes the game about themselves. Oh, like sure. that's any sport. Like bat basketball as every fucking game. Ain't, oh my goodness, that guy oh, that. Dude, uh, you see in the, go ahead. Who is that guy that was behind the plate? Um, Joe West. He, no, not Joe West. He he was terrible in the um, ALCS, and then he got us the first series of the regular season. Uh, he has like uh, a geez. he has a funny name. Could not tell you. Uh, like, definitely not Jim Joyce. No, we had him the first. I think he was behind the plate game one for this past series. You see, you see. No, of opening day. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, Check the box score. Yeah, I'm checking that right now. You see in the minor leagues how they have like a pitch clock now? Are they enforcing that now? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, okay. You know how rushed I felt when I was throwing? And like, I worked fast. (laughs) I was was, like out of breath. Dude, they gave us two minutes to, to – they gave us only two and a half minutes to run from the bullpen to the mound and be ready. That's it. Damn, dude. Dude, there was no courtesy jog. It was, it was a no full-on 40-yard yard uh, Oh, who was dash. that? Heath, was it Heath Bell who sprinted out of yeah. the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was had, electric. They were lackadaisical with it last year, at, at least at uh, Polar Park. Like, they have – they'd run the clock, but, I mean, as soon as it hit zero, the guy's still going. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, at that point, it was, it's a, it's something new this year. It's like, when Laz no Diaz, one on you talk about Laz Diaz? Laz Diaz. Laz, I, I just found it. Laz Diaz, I'm not a big fan of. He's the one that screwed us in the, the uh, So do you, you want to go kind of go into that, Dave, with, you know, how, obviously you just said, said that you felt a little rushed. Is that something that you think you'll adjust to or? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, normally, like, I'm just one of those people when, like, even like when I'm cooking food in the microwave, you see like the timer go down, you start getting <laughs> anxious. So like when I tell the clock, like literally there, there's two behind home play, like behind each, like where, where the batter's box would be. So like you see the clocks and you're just like, oh crap, like now I gotta get going. Yeah. But like the batter has to be in the box with nine seconds left. So it's just like, you can't really step out and take your time. And then it's like, uh, the, the pitcher is allowed only three step offs per batter. And they're only allowed like a certain amount of mound visits. I forget what it was, or like timeouts oh, wow. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot to kind of like take in, but they trying to do the speed up the game, which yeah, 
at that point, I mean, normally as a pitcher, it's like most of the reason like the games take so long, it's not because of step offs and pitchers taking their time. It's more of the number, like when the, the ball is made contact with, like I saw in like an article back in Sports Illustrated, I forget how long ago it was, but it was like over 50% of the baseballs that were made contact were fouled. So less than 50% of baseballs that were made contact with were put, actually put in play. Huh. Making it tougher so now. now they got somehow tra- cut down on uh, foul balls. I'd like to see how they do that. Yeah, that'd be very tough. I mean, if you're having Juicing. like a yeah. start, start counting uh, the third foul off as a strikeout, you'll be all set. Or, 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 yeah, or at least like five or something like that. Just like dude, that's one way to speed up the game. It's like, yeah, it's going to sink if you have like a 10 pitch at bat, but it also saves the guy's arms. But it's just like, if you really want to speed up the game, like that's what you got to do. I mean, not having us feel rushed like we do get our breath for a second. Like, good God. I got to be honest, though. I love a good 10 pitch at bat. There's something about oh, yeah, yeah. Think about that Mookie at bat when he freaking yeah. went yard and he battled that entire time. Did you, um, what was it? There was a uh, spring training game. Uh, it was a Mets and Cardinals game, actually. Jordan Hicks was pitching versus, uh, was it Luis Gilmore? It was a 22 pitch at bat in spring training. <laughs> in a spring training <laughs> game, 22 pitch at bat. Like normally in spring training too, like you're on like a probably like as like a pitcher, like you're on a 25 pitch count normally in spring training. So he really went in there, faced one pad for 22 pitches and walked them and, and got <laughs> yanked in the Like that's it. so frustrating. I can't imagine the anxiety with a clock on you for that long of a bad either. Cause you're just probably sitting there like, what the fuck do I need to do to get rid of this guy? And you're watching the seconds tick away. Yeah, at that point, it's like you really got to like kind of tunnel vision, just like stare into the catcher's mid and stuff like that and kind of tune up the clock. Because like once you get that sign, you got to be ready to roll. Because yeah. they, the cl- they said the clock starts the moment the pitcher gets the ball back. And how long do you have? 14 seconds with no one on base, 18 with a runner on base. Wow. But, but in nice. AAA, it's 19 seconds. Oh, there we one go. More extra <laughs> yeah. oh, so I'm assuming this is new for high A. It's, it's for all levels. Like it's oh, it's clock. all levels now. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So and I know you, they're doing so like if you take work. too long, it's, what is it, automatic ball? Yes, they make it an automatic ball. And if the hitter, apparently if the hitter's not in the box, it's not nine seconds left. It's a, it's a strike for the hitter. Wow. I didn't know that. Unless, unless the hitter calls a timeout and like something's up, but that's the umpire's discretion. Huh. But, no, but normally it's telling the pitcher to hurry up, which is weird. The hitter can step out anytime they want to and not be charged with the guy offensive timeout but if a pitcher steps up to get like the signs again mm-hmm. then that's considered defensive timeout huh yeah weird <laughs> they got weird weird changes here um they're trying to stack the dickerson against dave but it's not going to happen yeah yeah dave's still they, putting they, up zeros i already have to deal with enough stuff let's just add to the list um that kid I was talking about, Drew, is in Double A. Oh name. wow, yeah, Beloit. He's in. He's with the Mississippi Braves. Oh, oh, I thought you said Brewers. I I thought it was the Brewers, but it was the Braves. Uh, gotcha. Braves. He's a first baseman. He also caught, but I think he's first baseman, third catch uh, catcher. But he mostly plays first. That's some versatility. He, he was drafted in 2017. That's what I was thinking of. Gotcha. So he's drafted the year you were there. How was uh, yeah, gotcha. how was meeting David Wright? It was actually really cool. So there's a cool story about that actually. So I'm getting ready to throw in like a simulated game. So I'm like going out to like one of our backfields, whatnot. 
And it was, I leave the minor league clubhouse and I see like a golf cart and it's like some of the clubby guys. So I was like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Like, good. How you doing? And this last guy turns, he's like, David, right now. I was just like, give like a head nod. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, good. And I'm like, I'm walk, like, just like, that's just like a simple little conversation. And then I walk down the field and then I, I go to like my field and the usher lets, like the usher lets me in and he goes, uh, you know who you kind of look like? I'm like, who? He goes, Tim Tebow. I was like, <laughs> I go, I've never have once <laughs> anyone ever told me that I look like Tim Tebow. Like, like I like, even like, yes, like this facial hair is new, but it's like nothing like Tim Tebow. Like you definitely don't like, like a Tim Tebow. I, I hate no, to like, you. I don't even, yeah. I was going to say like, I know you're trying to gas me up like, good Lord, but <laughs> I, even, even I can see right through that. But I mean, so I he, mean, they're probably thinking of two great former uh, Mets organization, two Met, great Mets <laughs> organization players. Dan, well, yeah. he was a former. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, I don't. I don't want to be a former anytime soon. No, but, no. Uh, no. So at that point, the usher and I were, were just talking for like a little bit, and, I, and he was like asking me like where I'm from, and I was like kind of giving like my background story, like Division three, all that stuff from Boston, and uh, and he was like, oh, like, have you met any of the big league guys? And I was like, I actually the day before I was a bat boy for one of our minor league games, and the big league guys were going back and forth between the fields to kind of take like at bats. With the guys that weren't traveling so i got to like meet like cano nimo mcneil and all them like oh, hear their cool. conversations yeah it was really cool so i was saying that and i was like yeah i go like i literally just went to the clubhouse and david wright was right there and it was funny and i was like it still like still feels kind of so surreal to me like it feels like a dream like yeah like i see these guys on tv now i'm like oh like they're right there and um he was like oh like did you get a chance to get a photo with him i was like ah, no i didn't ask i was like i was like if i, if I had my phone on me i would have stopped 100 and asked for a photo and he was like, I got you next time. I was like, I was like yeah, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> so I'm warming up, and he ultimately hear, hey, Griff. And I, like, turn around to the security guy. He goes, come here. And David Wright's walking by. He goes, hey, David, uh, do you mind getting a photo with one of the minor leaguers? He's like, oh, no, like, sure, go ahead. And I, like, we get the photo, and I introduce myself, saying my name's David as well and stuff like that. Really nice guy. And he was like, hey, I, I know you're warming up, so go finish your warm-up. He's like, best of luck this year. And I was like, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. One of, like, the nicest people. That's awesome. Yeah, he yeah. seems like he seem he's always seemed like a good guy, like that like that generation player. Like he's no he's, like uh, like like they call him Captain America, and like I can see why like, he's literally like a modern Steve Rogers, like just like <laughs> personality wise, just like a really nice dude. You never hear a bad thing about David Wright. Well, that's I, I hope you're gonna meet and you. I mean, you met um what's his name last year? Syndergaard, yeah. Syndergaard, yeah. You outpitched him when he came to outpitched him. Yeah, he still, yeah, he still made the jump from high A right up to the bigs and just proceeded to show. So yeah, see, see, anything's possible. Even yeah. even the guy, even the guy you outpitched can jump from single A, high A to yeah. Bigs. Only if I threw ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it so far so good. I hope you're gonna have a great uh, season uh, in Brooklyn and hopefully move up shortly. Um, who's a double I mean, affiliate? uh binghamton the oh, okay okay where are they yeah. from where are they out of in binghamton new york it's like an oh, hour or so apart from syracuse so gotcha it's not bad um, at all i i know they play like uh the hartford yard goes that's where they opened up at and then oh, they, yeah, play yeah, like yeah. The, they play like the portland sea dogs and uh the manchester team up in new hampshire the um fisher cats fisher cats yeah so um I was going to say, uh, 
we won't talk too much about it, but we gotta we'd be hard pressed not to mention our Boston Red Sox are off to a tough slow start. Uh one and three. They just lost today against the Tigers. You know, you lose one out of you lose two out of three against the Yankees. Uh, on a short porch home run from Joey Gallo. Uh, Joey Gallo. Two home runs that don't go out in any other park. So, uh, I mean, Danny Football, are you a little nervous at the start of this? Or the offense is slow. The the thing that makes me feel good is the pitching seems pretty solid so far. But any concerns? I'm definitely not happy with the start. I would much prefer a 4-0 start over a 1-3 start, but uh like you said the offense is off to a slow start they're struggling uh the pitching i don't think the pitching is doing as bad as people are kind of making it out to be a lot of people were kind of oh, no. uh, there a lot of people well, i mean obviously you have those people who hit the panic button on day one and saying that yeah. the bullpen sucks bullpen gave up one earned run in that entire yankee series and it was garrett willock giving up a bomb and he's your best reliever but i mean i don't think the pitching is as bad as it is the bats are just cold right now And that's something that can change in a game, a series. So it's early. It's four games in. Uh, Again, I'm not happy with a one, three start, but got plenty of baseball left, my man. Exactly. It's like, it's a long year. It's it's such a long season, man. We even saw it last year. Like you get swept by the Orioles right out of the gate and then we're in the ALCS. So. Especially too, like that's the one thing people fail to realize is like the weather as well. Like you're down in Fort Myers or even Florida where it's like, Eighty degrees hot and humid like you used to then all suddenly you come up north here and it's like 40 or 30 and guess what like as a hitter like you're not trying to get jammed like you can barely feel your hands like people are freaking out like oh like they're not hitting well yeah like you remember those cold days where you could barely grip a metal baseball bat like that's that's what i'll say about that like you're expecting those those guys with a wooden bat to be able to hit 95 to 100 with movement i mean it's hard so i was i was honestly like like, I was watching the game last night, the Red Sox and the Yankees, just Sunday Night Baseball, and the reliever last night for the Red Sox, that was a magnificent. Deakman. Dude, that thing. Just watching was nasty. Down, Left it all hanging was, out, baby. That was, that was very impressive. And the thing is, too, it's like, especially with the lockout, like, nobody was really sure at the time, like, when things were going to resume. So, it's like, you got to give credit to these managers and the pitchers with, like, their ramping up schedule, like, how often they're going to be throwing, how much and stuff like that. Like, that's one thing to keep an eye on where people might not realize. I'm just happy my man Cutter Crawford was nasty in that game on Sunday night. Uh, Sox alum. Watched him, too. Sox alum. He was also the guy I thought was fake on uh, MLB. The sh- it was like a creative <laughs> player on MLB The Show. I always saw him on the minor league roster, and he, I thought he was a fake person. But, um, yeah, also, I mean, Trevor Story's not going to go one for eight ever probably ever for the rest of the season you just had a he went over five in night one i think one for two or one for three in the second game and he didn't play the last couple uh that's not going to happen i i like if i no, they'll pick it up it, eventually it'll, it'll take time it but um and it's like like you said the first game we're not we, about to lose 100 games people got to calm no. down first game i mean you get off to a hot start and then you give up a couple bombs that are in the like are long fly balls in fenway um, so I wouldn't worry about it. It's all it's all close games, and for the people saying the bullpens, the, be nervous about the bullpen. I mean, the, I don't know what you're watching because the bullpen has looked really good today. I mean, you gave Brazier up a gave up a runs. blast to Baez, but yeah, but what I mean, 
in the grand scheme of things, I think they've looked really good. And uh, Ryan Brazier was the one guy we were worried about coming in from spring training. Yeah, he got shelled last year. Um, but I think I, not ready to hit the panic button. It's long year. Um, and like you no. said, Dave, you go wake, from wake pitching me up in, in June or July, and then I'll start panicking. And like Dave said, you go from pitching in like 70, 80 degree weather to pitching in 50s, 40s. It's like it's totally different. Um, so not too worried about it. We'll we'll uh we'll come back and I'll tell you the AL East is we were talking about it before the show. AL East is close. Minus the Orioles. It's stacked. It is stacked with the Blue Jays, the Rays, Sox, Yankees, and all that stuff. The Blue Jays are gonna be they're probably gonna be like baseball's like fun team to watch, to be honest. Like with all those young stars have a chance to grow the game like that, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that that should be a that should be a good uh, it should be a close race throughout the whole season if everyone stays healthy. All right, moving on a little bit to uh, the Celtics. Celtics just finished their season on a uh, we'll talk about it. It's a questionable. Uh, people are calling it a questionable win. I'll get your opinion on that. But they claim the two seed. Uh, they're going to play the winner of the Nets versus Cavs. Uh, First thoughts, people were a little angry that the Celtics won the last game of the season to clinch the two seed. I'll tell you, I like the mentality. I know it's going to be a tougher matchup, but I like the mentality of saying, I don't care who we're going to play it. We're going to beat, we're going to, we're going to try to win every game. We're not tanking any games for lower seed. We want to play, we want to win every game that we're out there. But did you, did you hear any of that? Uh, I don't know if you heard those stories. I, I mean, obviously going in, there were people who were, you know, calling for, oh, throw the game so that we can get a better matchup with a three or four seed. I'm with you, man. Just win the game that's in front of you. You're going to have to play the good teams at some point. Even if you want to avoid the Nets in the first round, you might have to play them in the second round or the third round, whatever it may be. You're going to, we say it all the time, Big Red, that you have to beat the good teams, whether that's the first round or the last round. So, I get people don't want to see KD and Kyrie, but you're going to have to see them at some point. So might as well do it now because they're going to beat the Cavs. They're they're going to torch the Cavs in that playing game. And then, hey, man, best of seven. So first of four wins. I like our chances. I mean, we're three and one. No, just uh, bouncing off of you, Zach, at that point, too. It's like. The defense is what wins championships. Exactly. Like, yes, exactly. Yes, the, the, the Nets are an offensive juggernaut with like Kyrie and KD, two of the best scorers of all time. It's But it's more of, okay, like what are they going to do on the defensive end? Like like the exactly. Celtics can try to contain them, but it's like, okay, now how can the Nets contain the, the Celtics who have yeah. one of the best also offenses? Like Tatum, Jalen Brown. I mean, obviously it's tough not having Robert Williams there. Hopefully he'll be healthy at some point during the playoffs. But I mean, Marcus Smart can try to hold the fort down and just kind of go from there. But no, I agree. I, so you're you're pretty much saying like the the Nets aren't beating us in a shootout. It's just not going to happen. If the Nets can somehow yeah. scrape a hundred plus points, we're easily scoring one twenty plus at that point. It's oh yeah, it's not I mean, even close defensively. So if they if they're able to drop a hundred on us, God bless them. But they're sure shit not holding us below anything lower than that no chance i mean thinking about it too i mean how many games has Kyrie played in boston since he left boston oh, they, on that one. They, they're gonna have to come they're gonna have to come to boston four times yeah you really, so think about it if the crowd breaking really out his sage and everything again yeah if, if the crowd really plays in the factor with Kyrie, it's like okay then you 
if it depends on how can the crowd get in Kyrie's head, then it's, then it's just KD. Yeah. I mean, KD and can't the crowd clearly gets in his head if he's stomping on the logo in the middle of the court. So, yeah, KD's going to get his, but you got to control, yeah. contain everyone else and you got to contain um, Kyrie. Yeah. It's worth that- noting. I do think that people are giving the Nets a little bit too much credit. I mean, they're in the play-in tournament for a reason. They're not that great of a team. Did you see um, the clip with JJ Redick and KD on the podcast? Oh, yeah. And saying, like, oh, yeah. Believe me. I, I think that I think that's a great that's a great point though. It's like the right the Celtics are going to do a really good job, like flipping the scheme stuff like that. Like they're going to make their adjustments. So it's like, yeah, KD could probably get his 20, 30, even forty, but I'd be very shocked to see him get fifty. Yeah, he's no, no, no. Yeah. we're too good defensively to let that happen. So I, I get people are scared, but there's no, re- you're again, you have to play the good teams at some point. And this is a good Celtics team. Like we're not, it's not like we're a scrappy underdog. We're trying to break our way in. We're the two seed. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't really have a pro. I want them to win every game that's in front of them. I mean, it does no good trying to throw games. It, it does more harm than good. You won three out of four contests against the Nets in the season. Granted, some of them weren't without were without Kyrie, but that's been Kyrie's mo. He misses games, uh, so who's to say he won't miss a couple games in this series? I'm not really scared of the Nets. I think it's going to be a good matchup, but uh, I'll tell you, it would I'd feel a lot better with Rob in this um, in the starting lineup. But um, dude, hope- if we had Rob, I'd call a sweep right now. I swear to God. Yeah. So I think imagine, gonna, imagine Ben Simmons like just came out and started hitting three pointers. Uh, yeah, that would hurt my soul, but I'm not worried about Ben Simmons if, right if now. If Ben Simmons comes out and hits his first three, I'll eat my tie. Uh, there's no way he if he'll even play. Then never mind, hit a three point shot. He'll yeah, never hit say, He had some like herniated disc or whatever. Yeah, he had something with his back, but still, you guys seen Nest as your head coach, and they have Kyle Korver, the shooting coach, helping Ben Simmons. I mean, I think I would listen to Kyle Korver. <laughs> I don't. I I just don't think he has it. He doesn't have a three point shot to save his life. Save uh, his life. Yeah. So I'm not really too concerned. I, I it should be fun. Now, would I be disappointed if the Cavs upset the Brooklyn Nets in the first round in the playing game? I would not be disappointed. I would love to play the Cavs. I think that's even better. But I'm not scared of either team that we play, uh, especially when you have four games in Boston that you can play. I think they I, – I don't see them losing uh, a game. So, uh, go Celts. Well, I think they may start their um, – I think they'll start the series either next weekend or – may. Well, the playing be, games tomorrow, I think. Playing games in the next three days, I think they have think playing to, games. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow's yeah. the first day of playing and games. And then the first game of the first round is uh, next Sunday. That's Easter. Saying, wow, Easter Sunday game. Uh, hey, that's a good way to start it. Damn. Easter Sunday. Get eat your ham and then marathon Monday the, the day after. Wow. So I hope I, I hope the Easter Bunny brings something good for you, Steve. I, I hope <laughs> so, man. I, I deserve it. Uh, we got va- vacation it. week. We got vacation week coming up after the uh, Easter Sunday, so that's that's good enough for me. A nice hey, marathon off. Monday, Red Sox game. I know. I went to the marathon games last, not marathon Monday, but it was one of the games last week that would have been like it was last year. I mean, it was like marathon yeah. week, Monday weekend. It was like the Sunday game. It was yeah. so much fun. I loved it. Um, I got my got my marathon hat. Cool. But I've been looking at tickets. Are they playing at home on marathon Monday? 
Yeah, they always do. You should know that. It's 11 a.m. Steve, what are we even talking about here? They, I mean, they always do. I didn't check the schedule here. But yeah, they're playing the Twins. Yeah, I they got, they're going to be playing Correa. Oh. But by the way, did you guys see the home run by Byron Buxton during the weekend? Yeah, to the, no. the dude, Absolutely dude, to the, the moon. Dude, moon shot. 101 at his chin, and he just turns on it. I check this it out. It was so impressive. Dude, anyone that can hit him run impressed me. Well, dude, Vladdy hit him on 467. I saw that one. That was that was unbelievable. Dude, they played 19. No, was it? They played 19 innings and and the Jays have hit seven home runs, which is already like a record breaking pace. And the Rangers are going blow for blow with them, which is even crazier. I mean, it's always a good game when it's the Blue Jays and Rangers. I mean, even like look back the history. The wild card game, and then you had the fight. The old door punch that was fucking good. Dude. Speaking of your uh, Mets organization, you probably don't want to comment on this, but did you see the bench clearing brawl? Not brawl, bench clearing pushing. I did see that. Um, well, first of all, those see flaps save lives, clearly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it probably wasn't intentional. I mean, Shithick is also one of the nicest guys in the MLB, Massachusetts native. Cape Cod, actually, from Falmouth. But, um, no, I mean, regardless whether – I don't think it was intentional. Regardless, of, even if it's a breaking ball and it hits a dude. But, like, if you're going to hit a guy – if you're going to hit the guys four times on a weekend series, like, yeah. people are going to get pissed, especially in the cold. Yeah. Like, yeah. as much as I hate to say it, like, we are – like, they are professional athletes. They're the highest caliber of baseball players in the world. Like, you shouldn't be hitting four guys in a weekend series. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I loved, I, dude, I loved how quickly Buck Walter was out of the steps. First dugout, like Lindor was down, he woke up or he got up and just the whole dugout was out there ready to roll. Like, yeah, that was some real camaraderie. Like, like I really hope the fans are super excited for this Mets team. Yeah, the Mets team looks really good. Yeah. They're going to be always a, been a fiery guy. He's always up, he's always up and ready to go. He also he's, gets he's, the most out of his guy. team. Yeah, gets a lot yeah. out of his team. Like he, he got a lot out of those Warriors teams back. Did you get like, to meet him or? I did actually, yeah. So um, they had us do like a meeting, like a whole all the minor leagues. We had a meeting with uh, Showalter and Epler, kind of like going over the organizational philosophies, views that like what they want to um, put out there and stuff like that. Try to get the guys on board and do it. It's like every time Buck talks, it makes you want to run through a wall. Honestly, like <laughs> good, good dude, nice guy loves baseball there we go i'm sure you'll i'm sure you'll be uh meeting him soon that's the plan i love it um but I, I, we we got back on the uh on the red sox um i don't even know how we got on that that was a weird i can't wait to listen to that i don't know where that came from um <laughs> being with the NBA end of the season uh, going into the playoffs, we like to do the end of the season awards. Uh, we like to compare it from the preseason, midseason, and then end of the season, see how they change. Um, but we're going to do that right now. We're going to pick an MVP, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, and coach of the year. Uh, let's start with, um, I guess let's start with our oh, most improved too, but we, we can skip that one. Let's do coach of the year. What do we got for coach of the year? Man. 
I kind of I mean, wanna... I, I feel like the clear cut answer would be um I might have um, to go Spolstra. Your guy, you hate Spolstra. And he's I hate to, I really hate to say it, no. but I, he dragged Miami to a one seed. It's kind of nuts. He I dragged mean, him to a one seed with Jimmy Butler screaming in his face. Challenging Jimmy Butler to a fight. Just for that alone, I'd pick him to win. I don't know. I think um, I'll still take Boston's head coach. I still have a hard time pronouncing his name, but I mean, dude, look what he did the Celtics. He turned them completely around. Everybody knew the Celtics. Oh, he made a Duga? I didn't yeah. hear you say the Celtics, yeah. Hey, I'm not going to be opposed My, to that. The only reason I don't pick him is because Brad Stevens should have won the award 10 times over and never got it. Yeah, but, I mean, the that thing is pretty is, crazy too. he never won it. Yeah. I'm going to go with Taylor Jenkins. I'm, st- I'm sticking with my uh, sticking with my Memphis pick. The fact that they're a uh, – Oh, yeah, that could, that could be yeah, a good – two seed in the West, yeah. There are two seasons, yeah. 56 well, who's games. The, who's the coach of the Jazz? Because the Jazz were rolling for a while. Who's the, the Jazz same, coach? Do they have the same same head coach as it's been for like 100 years? No, not Jerry Sloan. It's Quinn well, the, Snyder. Quinn, yeah, Quinn Snyder's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's because they got Danny. Danny helped them carry the <laughs> team. To, uh, carry them to a five seed. Carry them to a five seed. He came in late. Six. Came in late. Came in late. I mean, they're um, up at the they're up at the two or three seed at one point. That's insane that the Grizzlies are the two seed, eight games back, and they would have been the one seed in the East by a margin and a half. Jesus Christ! And uh, you see the Grizzlies staff, whereas like the record without John Morant is even more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that's pretty impressive. I'm gonna go with him. I think I had him in the preseason. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this uh, for. I know we're not picking it. But I mine would be pretty obvious. They're saying executive of the year, and all, he, Brad Stevens is the favorite to win executive of the year. Imagine if he wins that and never wins a coach of the year. That would be nuts. that'd be pretty. That would be pretty nuts. He deserves it, dude. The moves he made this offseason and during the season are pretty impressive. Yeah, right? brought back uh, old parts that guys love. I mean, bringing back Tice too was like was a great move. Like, Tice was a genius move. Jeez. And I want, we get, I, I have to admit, we did give him a hard time on that move. But that's why he gets paid the big bucks. We both, we both were critical on that one. Um, let's see. All right. I forgot. Uh, six man of the year. Do you have a six man? Uh, I'd have to go digging. I'd have to go digging for a six. Man. I think it's Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, I feel like, is a clear. Yeah, either, um, either Hero or the Lou Williams Award at this point. The Lou mm-hmm. Williams Award. It pretty much is him. Uh, let's go rookie of the year. I know you, uh, Danny Football picked uh, Cade Cunningham yeah, last gonna, time. I'm going to stick with Cade. I'm sticking with my pick of Evan Mobley. Guy was is just an animal. Uh, I mean, who's the kid? Who's the kid from OKC that was balling out? Uh, Giddy. Is Josh? Yeah, the white boy. He was like the youngest ever to get a triple double. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I I don't know yeah. his name. Josh, like Josh. Josh, yeah, Giddy. Josh Giddy. He was he was balling out for a bit. Yeah. I like uh, I like Evan uh, Evan Mobley. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of people talking about Scotty Barnes, uh, but Kate Scotty Kennedy Barnes. I mean, even Jalen Green. Taylor Green. 
I don't know. I, I think it's going to be one of those three. Can we give it to Ben yeah. Simmons again? Ben Simmons rookie league. Or, or Blake Griffin, too. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Uh, we had rookie of the year, sixth man of the year, coach of the year. Now, you're, normally I save the MVP for last. I'm going to save this other award for last. MVP. Who do you got for MVP? I'm going Joel Ooh. Embiid. I mean, Joel Embiid's Embiid. but- MB's put up quite a year though, but I might say Jokic. I'm sticking with my answer and going Jokic being the first player to score. What was it? 2000, a thousand and uh, 500. Like it yeah. was like that. Uh, 2000 points, a thousand rebounds and uh, no, a thousand assists, assists, assists and 500 rebounds or something like that. Uh, I don't know the exact stat. You can look it up, uh, but it was pretty, pretty impressive. Um is a guy that does it all. I would love to say Jason Tatum is the MVP. <laughs> I just feel like he did it to – if you're looking at the last two months, I would say Jason Tatum is the MVP. But if you're looking at the overall season, I think Jokic is the that's – That's the thing, too. Uh, all-star break Jason Tatum is on the level of Game 6 Clay and Matt's Kyrie. Like, yes. Hoodie, uh, hoodie Mello. Like, yeah, like if, you, if, you, if you took if you took Tatum's splits from uh, pre All Star break to post All Star break, it's literally a night and day. Like his his post All Star break numbers is to the roof. Like he just takes up a higher notch. If you could play like that year round, then you're having a whole different discussion. He'll be the MVP. Oh, um, sure. I just saw this on the website. I, uh, I you guys have probably already heard of it, but. Uh, Frank Vogel got canned after a uh, 33 and 49 season. Surprise, surprise. That's just what LeBron does. Yeah. Shows up, guts the team, gets the coach fired. Well, that's the thing, too. It's the pressure. Like trying to coach LeBron's a privilege, but it's also the biggest challenge. If they don't 100%. win, it's your fault. And that's the thing, too. Like they were saying, I saw there was like AD wanted to sit down and talk to LeBron and try to figure out what they did wrong. AD's missed almost two full years of playing since the bubble. <laughs> yeah, they that's... were trying. They were trying to figure out what was wrong since the bubble. It's like, well, AD's been injured. Like, well, you like, got to think they that they had the perfect conditions in the freaking bubble to win that championship. No fans, completely shut out from the world. There were less teams than there should have been. So they had a long bubble. break in between. They were able to get their bubbles right. Let's not forget bubble TJ Warren. How gross he was. Right bubble up there with Tyler Hero. Um, and our last award, I'm going to say defensive player of the year. I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going Marcus smart as a defensive player of the year. I've been, I've fought for him. If they give it to Rudy Gobert, I'm I swear horrified. to God, I'm going to I'm horrified. They're just going to give it to Rudy Gobert, but I'm going to put all my chips on Marcus smart. No, they're going to give it to Giannis. Ooh. Giannis. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's what they're going to do. I mean, as much as you want to give it to, smart or time lord they're, they're somehow just gonna give us a superstar in um Giannis when's the last time a guard has been defensive player of the year since Gary Payton back in that was in 96 mm, who was the last guard I just it was, Gar- it was, it was Gary, Gary Payton. Payton was it Gary Payton damn yeah they, they said it they're, they're like at this point too if you're not going to name a, uh, a guard defensive player of the year they might as well name like an award called the glove saying the best guard defensive player but Dave are you point, allowed to bet on other sports uh yes I am then I would go put some significant money on Giannis winning the defensive player of the year because there's no <laughs> chance. It's going to be Bam. Bam's a favorite. That 
it, I can't believe I'm saying it. Rudy Gobert is a favorite, but Marcus Smart should definitely, definitely win the uh, defense. What are his odds? Are you looking at the odds? I, I'm looking at um, – I looked at it um, this weekend. Uh, I took a little trip down to uh, Fox Oh, yeah, Woods. the birthday trip. Yeah. Um, Fox was not, not on for? No, I took a trip to Foxwoods. Um, I'll look at what they had. I know Marcus Smart was the favorite. He was like minus uh, three, 360 or something, 320. Damn. I mean, I hope he gets it. I mean, he willingly deserves it. But – I don't know. I feel like at that point too, it's like it's more for like superstars and, and stuff like that, which kind of like it's minus two fifty. He's minus two fifty. Yeah. yeah. Giannis is plus fifteen hundred. Wow. I mean, hey, if you got ten dollars, not a bad got- thing to throw. <laughs> well, that's what I did. I put a I put a dollar down on uh, some Masters guys. Um, if Rory, uh, if uh, what's his name, if Rory won. Came finished the comeback. I would have won some significant money. Rory, that was unbelievable. And then hey, and Scotty, I, just the wanna, like that. I just went, yeah, it was a horrible start, but what if that was like a phenomenal finish? Oh, yeah. Um, I have to say, thanks a lot to our uh pro golfer Ame. It gave me Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson stunk. Yeah, Ame was not Ame uh Whoa. did. My, he might as well have given us a field on that. He didn't even give me the correct weather report. It was sunny and nice. He said it was going to be rainy and cold. It was, it was, everything well, first of all, was nobody off. can predict weather at that point. Like, come on. The weatherman's like one of the easiest jobs to do. Like, if you're wrong, people are going to get mad at you. And, and if you're right, people are like, all right, like, he did his job. Like, well, I'll tell you what, he didn't do his job. I, I lost some money on that <laughs> one. Um, the favorites are Marcus Smart, minus 250. Bam Adebayo is plus 500. Mikel Bridges of Phoenix is plus 600. And Rudy Gobert is plus 900. Uh, and Jared Jackson is plus 900 as well. Rob Williams is plus 5,000. I'll put 10 bucks on that. Yeah. Just throw it away. Uh, Just might as well. I mean, spend on fast food. True. You can throw. You can send that. Put it in ten bucks in an envelope and send it to me. If they, if they win, yeah. I'll give you. I'll, give I'll you send a, it to Rob directly. Send it. Yeah. I don't think he'd take that. Um, all right. So yeah. So my I, I didn't write any of those picks down. I'll have to write them down as I listen. But um, I think I went Joker, Smart, Mobley, Hero, and whoever the coaches were the we from Memphis, Memphis, Kirby, Memphis. Taylor, no, Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins. I do like your Eric Spolstrom pick. Uh, so. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. It I like it even me. more because you hate him. It pains me so much. And I'll even give him more credit. He's the only coach to survive LeBron, too. So, Yeah, that is also very true. It pains me, but... They I told a, you. I told you he was good. We had, we I'm not saying he's good. I'm just saying he deserves it. He's mm-hmm. coach of the year. It must be good if he's coach of the year. Well, Brad Stevens is a great coach, and he didn't win shit. Yeah, but a good coach. We can say he's a good coach. We can move past this. <laughs> he's like, next question. <laughs> um, so that, that, that about wraps up the end of the season awards. Um, let's move on to our final segment of the night, the People's Topic. It's the people's topic, baby! People's topic. 
So for people's topic, you can write on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. We got a ton of people's topics today. Oh boy. Uh, I was gonna say you made this like a Griffin specific. A Dave, I have a lot of Dave Griffin topics. Is this, is it, are these PG? Are they good or bad? <laughs> they're, they're good. I, I kind of took a glance at them. These ones are blind that I'm oh, looking so at screen- first. Oh, this is blind. I didn't know if you this is blind. These are blind ones right now, and then I'll get to the ones after. Uh, coming from the wife, the missus. Uh, white claws are the are the superior seltzer. She's wrong. They're Bud Light seltzers. Uh, I'm I'm off the seltzer train. I don't drink, so I can't answer this question. Yeah, and I don't I don't know who the wife is. So oh. Molly, you know Molly. Oh, you know, oh, I was like, I was like, you're referring to me. I'm like, I'm no, like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, don't give me a heart attack, Steve. Something I don't know. No, Mrs. Big Red. Uh, so I can't answer that question, but it sounds <laughs> like, uh, it sounds like, Dave, do you agree with Zach? How that's incorrect? Yeah, I mean, I I was on the seltzer train when I was trying to watch my calories, but at this point, I mean, it's just like anytime I even have like an energy drink, like a Celsius or whatever, it's just like, uh, I I can taste the claw in the background. uh ed writes initial thoughts on the socks i'm just excited to see baseball again kind of definitely excited to be watching baseball yeah i'm very excited i'd be more excited if there were one of these ball games but that's all right i'm more i'm more excited for the warm weather yeah it's, it's really nice today was beautiful out we had a tennis match today it was absolutely gorgeous um maya says anything 49ers I uh, saw so they restructured uh, George Kittle's deal. They keep it Jimmy G or are they letting him go? They got to kind of make a decision on that soon. The draft, we haven't, we didn't get to talk about the draft tonight, but they're, they got to kind of make a decision on uh, Jimmy G before the draft because they'll probably want draft capital for him. They're, oh, you uh, know what we also didn't, you know what we also didn't talk about though? R.I.P. Dwayne Haskins. Oh my oh, God. I can't believe we stopped. That was tragic. awful. That was so sad. Tragic. That was unbelievably sad. Added, it was. I was miserable on Saturday morning. Twenty four uh, years old, dude. That sucks. Dude, was, and he. And how about Scheffner at that point? Yeah, Scheffner had was, no feel. That was that was zero feel. That like, was brutal on his part, man. I I, had, I saw the I I so I figured I saw it from the initial tweet and I was like, why why did he toss that in? Like, what's yeah. he doing here? Yeah, you could have phrased it so much better. Like that's where it comes to the point where it's like. Yeah, like I understand you want to be the one the first to say it, but like at least have feel because if you mess that up, like yeah, you get really yeah. like. Can you imagine people that like were close with them or like actually like? Oh, God. dude, people athletes were going off on it Bro. on Twitter. They were like, "You got no feel, the like first, that's so senseless." Yeah. Like, like your first inkling is to be like, "Oh well, he couldn't make, he couldn't cut it in the league." It's like, dude, like literally, know. literally, like literally, kick the man while he's down, like down, down. Just yeah. throw that out there that he wasn't good at his job. Like, dude, like you don't realize it's like the 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 Washington no football team was like commanders at this point. Like, obviously they're not a good organization to go to originally. So you're kind of screwed, right? If you're yeah. if you're like how many quarterback. quarterbacks have we seen go to bad teams, get completely destroyed, and then oh dude, RG three RG three had a tremendous talent, and then he just didn't do well there. Which then he went to Pittsburgh, which honestly Haskins probably would have been the starter at Pittsburgh if. This didn't happen. Like he was competing with Mason Rudolph for the starting job, which and Mitch. They just signed Mitch Trubisky. It would have been between Mitch Trubisky and and him, but it would have been a close. He could have been the starting. (laughs) Yeah. It could have been. It was going to be a close competition. That was going to be. I I honestly think him and Josh Rosen were just in the same boat of 
drafted teams. They just got drafted to teams that had no intentions of using them the right way, and then they just got screwed. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. That that was that was terrible. All right, uh, next next topic. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Nick. NFL salary cap is not real. I mean, I talked about that last week. The Rams are proving that every day, so it's fake. Deferred contracts, deferred, defer, or crypto, one of the two. Just like, uh, oh, what's his name? Odell. Bobby Bonilla. Oh, yeah. That's what I – was it the Celtics deferred KG's contract and the Red Sox still paying Manny? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. The uh, Yeah, the Lakers just finished paying Luol Deng. Yeah. Well, how about uh, this? I saw, I saw a fact the other day that Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki has played in more NBA games Ian, he's been retired than John Wall in 2019. <laughs> Since Wall has signed his Supermax. Oh, Think about that. man. Yeah. I don't blame John Wall for it this year, though. The Rockets don't want to play him. They yeah, well, he wants to play for a while. And yeah. then nobody wants to take his money. That was, the whole, that was the whole ordeal, which if he went out there and showed out, then they could have got more trade bait into that. But Yeah. All right. These ones come from uh... – these are Dave specific here. This oh one boy. comes from Matt Haley, too. Oh, my boy, my boy, Matty Hales, who, by He's, the way, just actually made custom shoes for uh, Brooks Kepka's fiance. Kid's a good artist. <coughs> for who? Brooks Kepka's fiance, Jenna Sims. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Custom nice. Air Force One. Uh, he said, Is Dave superstitious before games? Any pregame rituals? I can answer that. Dave is a superstitious <laughs> guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if you still have pre pre game rituals. If you have any, new oh, ones, but I know oh, you're such a Yep, yeah, I think there's two main things I really start off with. On the days I pitch in the dugout, I have to have a cool no, a glacier freeze uh, Gatorade and orange Gatorade, and then I also have to have a banana the morning I pitch. It, it's cool. a there's a there's a long story between that one, but. That was like the running joke for like four years when I was in college. <laughs> so pretty much, I'll, I'll try to summarize it. So long story short was my freshman year, I we're, we're going into our NCAA regional game. It's like our first ever since winning the tournament back and whatever. Um, I'm at the field and, I'm, and I was like, I'm sitting there with our athletic trainer, like while well, the team's doing BP and our head coach comes over like, hey, Ash, do you need anything from the store? Blah, blah, blah. Like, She's like, no, I'm good. And I was like, all of a sudden it dawned on me. I was like, oh crap, like I haven't had a banana all morning. So I was like, Ash, like, can you ask like to grab a banana? She's like, why banana? I go like, oh, I'm kind of cramping up. Like, I don't want to cramp up. That's why I was saying it. So she, so she's like, uh, yeah, her, can you grab, grip a banana? And like, he kind of looked at me like, like he's ready to slap me saying like, why the, you need a banana? I go, well, listen here. I go, the only time I haven't had a banana is when we lost the game. I lost, I pitched, I was like, I was seven and one of the year. And the wow. one time I didn't have them. So that was like a real superstition. So they actually got me the banana 10 minutes before first pitch for this regional game. I went on to pitch a complete game shutout 10Ks. Wow. No Look at that. Num- numbers don't was, lie. Were you housing bananas at the, with the rocks or? Oh, yeah. I, I would have bananas in, in the mornings. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. All right. Yeah, but, he was housing bananas. Oh, You're going to have yeah. to hook me up with your buddy. I could use some custom shoes at this point. Oh, for sure. I'll send you the link. There we go. Perfect synergy ah, there. I like it. Um, this one comes from JC or J Corns. J 
G coins, G coins. Is that your buddy? Yeah. I think this is your buddy. I think you yeah. asked me to say this is from your buddy. Uh, he has two here. He says, how limo driving helped his game with the ladies? Yeah, so I used to actually be, before COVID, I was actually a chauffeur. Oh, all right. So I did, I, that, was, that was part of my off-season job. Yeah, I was a chauffeur. So I, I remember you like, told me about that. Yeah, I'd get up at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and then I would Jesus. go work from like, I work from like 3 a.m. to like almost noon, just going back and forth all over like Massachusetts, sometimes New England, going back and forth from airport runs. And I would get down around noon, then I would go home, change, go throw, work out, whatever. And it's like five or six o'clock at that point, eat dinner, try to be asleep by seven or eight, just so I can get my sleep and wake up at two. And then do it all over again. <laughs> so I like it. Um, this is the kid that told, I'm sorry, this, this next one, this is from Miles McDermott. He, he's the one that messaged me and said, make sure you tell him it's from him. He says, time or rest, question mark, or was it something else, question mark? What made him go further in pitching slash BB? Uh, at that point, too, I mean, I was also fairly injured at that point by the time I wrapped up my college career. So a little background about Miles. Uh, Miles, uh, as a senior in high school, was committed to play baseball at Wake Forest coming out of Archie's. He was a part of that team that won the state championship. And he, en- he ended up going to uh, San-, San Jack, one of the top juco schools in the country but then he had an elbow injury and then he also had a back injury that kind of really limited him uh for being on the field so he actually just had some spinal surgery recently which i hope he's doing well right now um but more just taking care of the body like i was so like i never lifted weights in college so by the time i graduated college i was using all this force but not really taking care of my body so I had to rest for a while and then build up, build back up my strength from like the foundation up. And like, that was one of the, because of that was one of the main reasons and how I was able to get stronger, put on more weight and eventually just throw harder. Like I graduated college at 170, but by the time, like a year or two later, but just from like lifting weights and stuff like that, I was like pushing 200. Now I'm like 205, 210. So. Awesome. Uh, he also, also wrote, uh, when did he realize he had something going for him after pitching at Curry? Was it down? Um, I, oh, I maybe actually, was it down time or maybe this is a continuation. Yeah. I don't know. But when I really, yeah, when I really thought I had a chance to do something was um, it was actually after my freshman summer in the Futures League when I was playing with the Dirt Dogs. Um, I at that point, like I was competing with Division One, Division Two guys. And, like, they were actually older than me. And I was still putting up, like, I think I was, like, top 10 in the league in strikeouts. And I was still, like, holding my own. I realized, I was like, wow, like, I'm a Division three freshman. These guys are either Division one freshmen or, like, higher up. And I was like, I'm competing with these guys. Like, I could probably, like, if I, I could probably make this a professional job, like, if I go for it. So that's when I kind of started treating baseball more like a job. Like, I, like, was taking my training seriously, like, baseball stuff, like, the one thing I failed at was the, obviously like the weight training aspect of it, but like I was eating right, getting my good sleep, stuff like that. But that was ultimately when I realized I had a chance to do something with this. But post-college, I mean, I just wanted to get back out there and just play baseball. I mean, I, I had to go to different places all over the country, just try to get opportunities somewhere. Like I went to an indie ball camp down in Florida for two weeks, lived in a motel for two weeks and 
only to get a spring training invite for one team in Ohio. Was there for two weeks, got released, end up staying in Indiana for five weeks with family. And Ryan's about to come back to Boston. I got signed to this team out in Indiana. And that ended up being the indie ball team I was out there for two years. And then because of that, that's how I got sobbed and signed by the Mets. Gotcha. So. Um, also, I, I messed up, uh, missed uh, Jake Corns also said Atlantic Baseball Club, just the topic alone, let him spit about how sick the place is. Yeah, so Atlantic, one sec. <clears throat> so Atlantic uh, Sports Performance actually is where I was training when I first started training in Austin uh, to play baseball again. So my, the owner of it, Max Atondo, I happened to play in the Futures League with in Watch Houston in 2015. And Max was one of this next town over for me in Marshfield. And when I got done with college, I wanted to start lifting weights and getting back into pro baseball or just baseball in general. So I, I went to Atlantic because they moved to Hanover, which is like right down the street from me. So I, I'd pop in there, catch up with them, just miss being around baseball. And I wanted to start lifting weights in there. And just the vibe from, at the time, strength coach Joey Coyne, who is still like one of my close buddies to this day, helping me out with everything. Um, all the kids, like, you could see in the two or three years how like more kids started to come in and lift. Like during the 2020 year, uh, a lot of Rocks players actually used to lift in there, like JP Knight, Joey Walsh, Jake Galloff, um, Will Corn, um, and a lot of, a lot of just Chris Knight, like a lot of guys started coming in, which was pretty cool. And just like, there'd be a group of like college kids and myself at like 10 o'clock in the morning, just like trying to lift as much weight as possible, like smelling salts and everything. Just like it became a challenge of who can lift more weight and it kind of pushed us to like get better, get stronger every single day. Uh, this comes from Jay Wack. It says, mm -hmm. who was David's first roommate in <laughs> with yeah, a so. Canadian flag? Yeah, so that's my boy Jordan, who uh, when I first graduated uh, college, I actually got offered, well, a team in the Can-Am Association, the Ottawa Champions. They reached out to me and wanted me to throw a bullpen for them and stuff like that. And Jordan, uh, Jordan happened to be the guy who I ended up staying with for a couple of days. But then after throwing for a little bit, first time being on the road from home, like I was, A, I was homesick and B, like my arm was still messed up. Like I realized at that point, pro baseball, like might have to wait for a little bit. Like I got to take care of myself first. So I ultimately made the decision to walk away for a little bit, which was hard, but it, in the long run, definitely proved to be the right decision. And, um, went home, rehabbed everything, kind of got back to being healthy and then started to pursue it again. And fun fact, uh, Jordan's actual agent, Matt Gaeta, down the road, ended up being my agent without even knowing, which is funny. <laughs> so now we actually have, the, so now we have the same agent, which is funny. That's cool. Small world. Oh, yeah. um, all right, I have two more. It's a, this one comes from Jackson Croswell. Mm -hmm. Instagram. He says, and Danny Football, get in there on this one. Uh, what's your favorite cereal? Ooh, I'm a honey bunch of oats guy. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops are a good one. Fruit Loops are good. Not the most nutritious, but it is delicious. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, of course, we'll end with Joseph underscore Celia. This is a hot, hot topic. No Jack right Moran, now. I'm surprised. Jack Moran didn't write in. I've asked I think him he was too. The cause. Well, 
He was supposed to come to a game. Yeah. Oh. oh. I'm just kidding. No, I'm the pod. Not at you. He's definitely a big Dave Griffin fan. Hey, dude, you bought a jersey. That's a real one. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That was crazy. I mean, he texted me that back in September that he did that. And the fact is, he FaceTimed me out of the blue, like, last week. I'm like, like, first of all, him calling me, like, I, I'm like, I've never seen a FaceTime from Moran. And then all of a sudden, I saw the jersey. I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Um, sorry, last question from Joseph underscore Celia. Is Russell Westbrook a Hall of Famer? Stats wise, yes. Yeah, he got an MVP. Like, he did the whole triple double thing. He's got two, right? Doesn't he have one? Is it one MVP or two? Uh, he's got one, I believe. But still, he averaged a triple double for was it four straight years? Something like that. Yeah, he just did three or four. Yeah. I mean, you uh, say it all you want, stat padding stuff like that, but still, like it is impressive. He still like did he it. was. Here's the thing, though. You can say how explosive he is and stuff like that, but Derek, if Derek Rose never got hurt. Westbrook wouldn't be as talked about with his athleticism because Derrick Rose was way before the generation of all these guys now with Russ, yeah, John I mean, Morant, all that. I, I mean, rookie of the year MVP, and the kid didn't even – he was barely, tw- like, what, 21 years old, 22 years old? Yeah. That kid was well on his way. That's I, that, playing, still, that still kills and me. Playing for your home, and playing for your hometown team too. Exactly, exactly. That still kills me. <clears throat> Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, I go, but I I'd still put him in the Hall of Fame just for his. Like those stats are pretty impressive. Uh, but thank you to everyone that wrote in on Instagram and Twitter. A lot of great Dave questions as well. Uh, we appreciate it, guys. Uh, but remember, you can write in our Instagram and Twitter page each week at Big Red Zone. You can leave us a comment give us what you want to talk about make sure you follow us also on instagram twitter and tiktok at big red zone uh look on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you tell a friend uh bye thanks as always to dave football and of course our special guest dave griffin go kill it this season brother appreciate and, uh, it boys thanks for having me on and uh we'll see you next week have a great week everyone